Welcome to the Sandine Podcast, where we talk about life uncensored. Today we have Jeff Knotts on the show. Jeff owns the business. Come and detail it. He will detail your car and get it looking like new. Reach out to him. 903-288-2003. Get on the schedule. Jeff and I grew up together. Love this guy to death. So enjoy the show. Thank you. try this again all right how you doing doing good man how you doing good all right thank you yeah we just jeff and i just recorded what seemed to be 20 minutes and it was pretty good pretty entertaining and then i didn't have the record button on and um so we're back so anyway jeff's here at the lost cody ranch he just detailed uh the the 05 dodge power wagon farm truck and it looks better than it ever has and he spent a lot of time on it stuff you know it's clean it smells like a brand new truck and um thank you yeah no absolutely uh appreciate you you know sending it my way and getting those gift cards together for me to you know get my name out there to some other people that maybe wouldn't get it otherwise and you know look forward to getting those cars done as well you love cars i know we grew up together we just we're talking about this black range rover you had in high school and up until that point, that was the coolest car I'd ever seen. And I was riding it. It was black. It was square. It was boxy. Inside was tan. Mm-hmm. It had so many gadgets in there. Uh, I wanted it. I loved it. And you said you had some issues with the air suspension at one point. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, but, you know, that's that's just Range Rover territory. You're going to have issues with everything at some point or another. You know, the, the issue that I had with it, we were out there at uh, y'all's land on 64 way back in the day, and I had it parked kind of adding uh, articulation on the side of that dam. Drove home, everything's fine, came out to it the next morning, and the whole passenger side is just, like, on the ground, deflated. And paranoid thinking, man, I've just messed something up on this thing, don't know what it is, but was luckily enough to get in it and start it up and, it, you know, just pick back up at that that was enough to scare me out of the the Range Rover um, mode until, well, until I got a, a Land Rover. Um, but that's a whole other story. What's up with the British British vehicles? They're just very a lot of electric based, like a lot of yeah. electronics, a lot of gadgets, and uh, not nearly as reliable as the Japanese. No, no, and it, I, it's just it's it's always been that way. It seems like I mean you know, but it's one of those things you know you get those guys that that know those cars and work on them and you know it's just like us popping the hood on your truck or something like that and getting after them but yeah it's, I th- it's I think, called a bonnet yeah yeah a bonnet there you go <laughs> <laughs> so if you're thinking about getting a range rover or a land rover or a discovery or something get a land cruiser yes yes get a land cruiser and if you just feel like you got to you know, go the British route, uh, definitely uh, see if they got an extended warranty <laughs> and uh, go ahead and get you a backup car if you don't have one. Yeah, get a, get a, buy it new, I guess. 
but it's funny like every once in a while I'll go on there and I'll look at Range Rovers and the new ones let's say a new Range Rover pro- I would guess it cost 150 grand new right now yeah I'm sure but one that's a year old is 60 grand yeah they will completely lose their value uh, compared to other vehicles uh, all vehicles I mean there's no investments in vehicles unless you're buying classic cars yeah but I mean, I couldn't believe the amount of depreciation on a on a on a Land Rover. They they look awesome. They can do just about anything you want, but just they just continue to break down. Uh, that's in my experience. It's Jefferson's experience. So then yeah, I got it, turned on to Land Cruisers, man, and and like it's the completely opposite like oh, never, something never goes wrong with it yeah it's like having a you know camry that you can run around on trails in and uh <laughs> you know fields and everything else and go where you want to go i mean now now that's one i mean they you know you look at a used one and that value stays up there on those things yeah. it, it doesn't it doesn't tank the way it does on those others and there's a reason for it only bad things the fuel mileage the the full-time four-wheel drive yeah you know it gets about 12 miles a gallon it's basically a dodge power wagon yeah but a luxury uh, SUV. But I mean, you know, let's face it. If uh, if you're buying that thing, I mean, you're you're probably probably not penciling uh, fuel too big into your budget as a concern. Yeah. So I mean, you know, it's you're buying it for what it is and to enjoy it. Correct. Um, but yeah, no, they're they're great. I mean, that's definitely the way to go, in my opinion. What was? Uh, you're my age. You graduated a year ahead of me uh, from Canton. You grew up on Highway 64, mm-hmm. right? You go past Eberhardt's house and, and uh, the junkyard. Um, and you go down this hill, then you start to come up the hill. Your house is on the left. Yep. Uh, your house was long, and your room was on the end, and you had a door going outside. Yeah, it's my own private entrance, which was, uh, yeah, that was that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I was a kid. I was going in there in high school. I'd go in there. I see your brother Kyle's West Point stuff. He had graduated. Uh, he moved to Canton, and then went to West Point, and then played football. He graduated ninety eight. Ninety eight. So four or so some odd years um, before I would go, and uh, yeah, before I would graduate high school, and uh, yeah, so I guess four or five years. That's and that's really where West Point became on my radar is from seeing your older brother's stuff. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He, you know, he had uh, I think in the living room. Uh, what was it? Uh, is it called the class saber or the, is yeah. that? Yeah, saber. Yeah, yeah. He had that hanging up. I remember you you asking about that, and then you know just some of his other you know dress hats and stuff like that. My parents had out and about. Yeah, and I got one upstairs. Uh, class saber yeah i remember you wearing army like football sweatshirts to school and i was like what the hell is you know, yeah what is that you know and, yeah and then we learn about west point in uh in class and um you know the history of it and whatever but that that was pretty neat growing up yeah no that was awesome so i it's actually uh pretty lucky i think i think it was in eighth grade um went up there uh and visited him with my parents we drove up there to visit so when we made the the track through uh you know stopped like in hershey pennsylvania stopped at gettysburg mm-hmm. you know just kind of made a, a trip stopping all the different did you go through little rock from 
from here? Did you go up through Little Rock and then through Tennessee, or did you? Uh... Man, don't get me lying too much. That's that's been a long time ago, and I was sitting in the back seat, probably eating or sleeping. You're probably reading Mad Magazine or something. Yeah, like yeah, I definitely wasn't playing on a phone or uh, watching any videos. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I remember it. It's it really comfortable because we rented a uh, a Lincoln Town car to take the drive up there. And that was when they were the big, oh, yeah. boxy ones. You know, it's my like, grandma always had those. Yeah, and that thing, I mean, it's like driving in your uh, living room couch all the way, you know, across <laughs> country. It was, it was, it was pretty awesome. I uh, remember, I, you know, we'd always have suburban, and, and Luke and I would be in the very back, laying down, and, uh, you know, I read comic books from cover to cover, Superman, Batman. I knew everything there was about Superman and Batman. Like, comics from the 80s and the 90s and and that's what we did on those trips yeah Just read comic books eat some doritos and then when they'd holler at us to get out we'd get out you know yeah you know <laughs> maybe crop dust your parents every now and then in the car you know just to get a rise out of them yeah. you know that might have happened a time or two had, uh, had a couple tapes to listen to i remember mm-hmm. i had a clint like i'd have clint black you had to if you wanted it played it had to be something your parents kind of tolerated yep and Mine was Clint Black. I had Clint Black on. I love Clint Black. My mom would have uh, Tina Turner, and she had the cocktail soundtrack. <laughs> it had a bunch of good, like, Beach Boys songs and, <laughs> and some other stuff. And, I mean, that's nah, see, my, road trip. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, my, my dad, he wasn't, he wasn't about having the radio on, so you had to get out the old Walkman and put the, put the headphones on. To, to listen to something that's uh yeah that's what we did he he would not Our have music. any part of it yeah damn I, I never will forget there's this uh i mean i was probably you know third fourth grade something like that my brothers had this old oldsmobile delta 98 diesel uh that they each had in high school uh kyle had it first and patrick had it and that little drive-through car wash behind the shell station next to the dairy palace that when it used yeah. to be open way back in the day yeah. we're going through there and i had pushed in the mc hammer cassette into the deal as we're going through the drive through and the power antenna raises up and uh. gets broken off and my dad he ejected that tape he broke it in half threw it out the window he wasn't i would say i just kind of learned a lesson right then yeah don't don't especially not going through the car wash don't don't turn on the music please hammer don't hurt him <laughs> Yeah, my, my dad wasn't a fan, especially not that yeah, day. No, no yeah. <laughs> my dad, I don't think my dad ever warmed up the MC Hammer. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't have got yeah. quite the reaction from him, you know, if it would have been, you know, George Strait or something like that that broke the antenna. Yeah. But the MC Hammer, I guess, was just the icing on the cake. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Are you talking about the drive through behind Shell Station? Mm-hmm. It would come out right there at the Dairy Pelt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the building's still there. That was the first one of, that was the first drive-through ever. Yeah, you know, you were like, whoa. Yeah, I mean, I can't remember if we got that uh, before or after we got our first traffic light, but I remember yeah. it was a pretty big deal. <laughs> I thought you were talking about, I want to say, you know, that Outback uh, gas station right beside the drive-through. Yeah. Now it's a Dak Shack. Did you know yeah, there's oh, a Dak Shack there? I, I, I've, I have stopped by there. Tell me about that Dak Shack. What? You, you know, I mean, they're man, they're super friendly. Service is great. You go in there, and you know, at least when we went there, I assume they still do it. They let you, you know, sample whatever you want to sample, you know, before you'd order something. Different daiquiris. Yeah, different daiquiris and everything else, and you know, 
super nice folks and they're good i mean i just i'm more of a you know bourbon or scotch or something like that it's a little little sweet for me but what's in there rum they got yeah so i think it's some sort of because they were talking about it because i don't think that they can do like a a rum or a vodka it's almost kind of like a uh it's almost there on the alcohol content but there's something where it's just kind of under where it's that gray area it's probably like a malt like a yeah so i think it's something along those lines it's like the the seemingly liquors that you can buy at Walmart. Yeah, yeah, like a Fireball or, or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. You know, you can get like a ready-to-drink margarita at Walmart, but it's yeah. not tequila. It's, right, it's right. It's like malt liquor. We'll call those, a, like the, talking about a buzz ball. Yeah, it's, it's, like, a, it's like a Cayman Jack. <laughs> yeah. Dude, if you've never had a Cayman oh, Jack. Yeah, so I bought a six-pack of those about a year and a half ago, and there are still five of them sitting in the uh, – <laughs> the coke machine in the bar at the house uh, oh, you just hadn't been very thirsty then no no i you know fortunately i haven't gotten to that level yet but uh, that was a little sweet for me those came in jacks those little glass bottles mm-hmm. man those things will put you down yeah yeah put yeah. you down like an old straight dog man. yeah you know i was stopping in i was going to get some beer i was like you know what margarita sounds good didn't sound good very long after i opened that one it, uh, there, there'll be someone that, that comes through there that'll, I'm sure, put it to use. You don't really realize what you're drinking, but you you know you're drinking a basically a Mad Dog 2020 flavored like a margarita. Yeah, yeah. Well, the service you're like, oh damn, Mr. D's has margarita have margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still can't get over the fact you can buy beer in Canton. Yeah, it. that yeah. was the whole deal, man. We had to drive to. Uh, gun barrel go to gaps mm-hmm. uh, get you go get down you. 198 and that's where the name piss alley i think mm-hmm. uh, which is the county road if you come out of the high school take a right the first county road on the left is piss alley and that's i believe so whenever you were coming back from uh gun barrel i never did this personally but you stop right there and you pee, you know. Yeah, right before you get into town and, you know, yeah. hit the strip to see what's going on and uh, see where everybody's going. I did it every time I passed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you had a you had a red Firebird, the old Knight Rider version. Am I saying that right? Is that a Firebird? Yeah, so now I had, you might be thinking of that red Mustang T-top I had. Mm-hmm. Now I had a white Camaro. Man, I probably did. I don't know. There no, are so many had cars. A red Firebird that looked. What was Knight Rider? Was it black Firebird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, was it, it no? Was was that or is that a Trans Am? Well, Trans Am is a Firebird, isn't it? Well, the Trans Am is like the upper version of right, the Firebird, right. right? But you had a red Firebird mm-hmm. automatic transmission. I remember one night we're in there and we get on Piss Alley and Randy Tidwell pulls up and. <laughs> I can't even remember what he was driving. I was nervous, and you were like, you look over, and I was driving. We were going to race, and you said, don't fuck this up. (laughs) (laughs) And I put it down. I had no idea how to race anybody, and I I got beat. And then you came back in, and you were like, no, move out of the way. And you you got in, and you beat him. I don't know. I didn't know how to race. I still don't know how to race, really. Yeah, I, I, I certainly don't either. Um, but, you know, you think you know how to do a lot of things when you're uh, <laughs> 16, 17, whatever it was. But, so that's uh, when we were 16. What 
Hey, this I ask this to a lot of people because it's very interesting to me. What is the first memory? Like, if you think back to being a little kid, like a toddler, what's the first thing you remember the, on the planet? The, probably the first the the first thing I re- vividly remember. Maybe a little bit older than a toddler would be uh, when my dad would come in from his sales trips and kind of like that whole excitement and stuff like that with him coming in. I mean, toddler stuff. I mean, you know, I remember, you know, just running around and I'd, I'd kind of pretend like I was my dad with, you know, his briefcase and, you know, doing work stuff and business stuff like that. But that, that's probably the big one for me is, you know, remembering when he'd come in because he did a lot of traveling sales before we moved to Canton. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there was this one time he had been in uh, Las Vegas for a convention and he came home with this model Corvette, like a 57, uh, oh, uh, turquoise green Corvette. And I've still got it at the house. It's in that mm-hmm. case in the living room. And I remember I was sitting there, I think I was watching Mr. Rogers on the TV and he came home and brought that to me. And that was, that was something that, that was probably only maybe four or five years old or so at the time. And that's just like something that's just kind of burned into memory. How, okay. Four or five. But that's yeah. like a year prior to going to kindergarten. Yeah. Or yeah. two year or two prior. Now, 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 super young. Now, I remember, you know, going to, uh, I think it was Prestonwood Mall with my mom. It was kind of like a regular thing. Now, this is probably, you know, more stroller age, you know, mm-hmm. super young. Remember, it's always a, a big thing because, you know, in the food court, they had a Chick-fil-A in there. It would always be able to, yeah. uh, whenever I went to the mall, we'd go and get, the, you know, the Chick-fil-A and chicken nuggets. in the Tyler Mall. Yeah. Before Chick Fil A became yeah, the, like the, the, the big thing it is now, it yeah. was in the mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. That 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 was always a big thing, you know, going going to the mall and getting that Chick Fil A. TCBY. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't <laughs> go wrong with that. Have yeah. you been to this new place called Freddy's Frozen Custard? I mean, there's one in Terrell by Bucky's, Mm-mm. but there's also a new one in Athens. It's like Freddy's Frozen Custard. It's like a ice cream place but i think it's a burger place too hadn't been i just wanted to know if you no i hadn't been um yeah i wonder is it like a tcpy concept same type of deal i just thought about ice cream yeah no it's like a diner type thing but it's the name of the restaurant is freddy's frozen custard and i just wondered i mean we've been there we've george and i've gotten ice cream there not recently but a long time you try that out but yeah so one thing I noticed about you it, in your house, so you bought my old house long, a couple of years ago, the house by the country club, mm-hmm. with the pool. I love that house. Yeah, Actually, yeah we, we still too. talk. We still talk about that place. But you, as far as like talking about the Corvette, like I go into this house and you know the, I've got some stuff. This is my bard at the Lost Cody Ranch, and we have some trinkets. We have a couple of things on the shelf. We've got some stuff on the walls. But if you, if you, if this room was your bar, there wouldn't be a, a single <laughs> blank space on the wall. You have yeah. so many memorabilia pieces and stuff. And does, and my question to you is, is there a story behind everything? Oh, yeah. And what, and did your parents, were your parents like that? And you kind of took that on or what's the. Yeah, so not, my dad, definitely not so much. I mean, my dad, you know, like like stuff once it got to the house but that all came from my mom so 
um, my mom's always been pretty eclectic with uh, the stuff that you know she picks up and buys and would do with the house so when we moved to Canton um, I would detail cars for my dad uh, to earn money and we'd go out the first Monday every month me and my mom and you know that was that was our deal we'd get there early in the morning we'd park on 19 and you know always and I call it the back 40 going back there in the open section and would just buy just random shit you know just stuff that I thought that was cool and uh, you know just over time it just kind of you know starts accumulating and I still do that today I love going to you know the antique shops and still go out the first Monday just about every month estate sales and um, you know a lot of it's stuff that's been bought you know then there's a lot of it that you know people have um, given to me or whatever when I see just the all the the randomness uh, that I have and um, you know the bar that kind of just morphed out of I found a, a really good deal on it the bar itself when I was still in Conroe and I'm like okay well I got the bar and I had a bunch of stuff I'm like well I guess now I need to really decorate a bar where where in on first monday grounds where is the honey hole where did you where, and i'll tell you mine but you tell me yours where where do you like to go when you go to first monday mine is the the open section you know behind all the pavilions and arbors and in front of the civic center mm-hmm. that 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 that's that whole little that's the unreserved section yeah know? the unreserved section now and i found it's not so much um and I still find some stuff there that's pretty cool, but, like, directly in front of the Civic Center, but more off to the, the side of it, under the trees, kind of where they have the uh, the stage and all that uh, set up. And mm-hmm. I think Q&B will sell beer out of there. Uh, that that section over there is where I, I always come back with something. I, I bought a, an old dashboard out of a 37 Plymouth there last month. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I might have been, you know, stopped at the Q&B pop up a couple of times when I made that purchase I don't know but okay take me through it you, you pull up and you this 1957 Plymouth dashboard catches your eye what's going through your head so yeah it's a fair question so you know I see it and, you know it's got all the gauges on it and you know the chrome pieces but it's mm-hmm. you know it's roached out you know it's you know old and original but the glove box door is missing on it and I'm like huh I'm like I could put a bluetooth radio in there and then light the gauges with LEDs, and then put that in the bar or on the porch off the bar, you know, as another piece. And that's that's what the plan is for that. So when I saw so that outside, yeah, 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 nobody would think about backlighting that thing and putting a Bluetooth stereo in there. Okay, so now you you kind of decide that you want this piece. Mm-hmm. Now what are you thinking about? Are you a type of guy that haggles uh, oh, yeah. a little bit? Oh, you yeah. got to. Absolutely. Matter of fact, I uh, I think the guy just got tired of me haggling with him and finally met me on the prize. And, you know, and yeah. I would have bought it at his asking price. It was fair. Yeah. Um, what, what was this? What, I think he had 60 bucks or something like that on it, and I think I got it for 40 Yeah. You know, but. You don't want to peel off three $20 bills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and that $20, that, that, buy the LED lights and, you know, uh, uh some wire to get it up and going snake blake and our best friend blake campbell always used to get embarrassed you know i'd be down there you know we grew up going to first monday and you know of course we'd walk from my house down there and i worked down there for several years but we'd go buy baseball cards and i would haggle with yeah. you know and i'm <laughs> hell i'm 10 years old yeah you know talking to the guy i'll be like well i'll give you six <laughs> 
and Blake's he would say like you know I'd, he'd be so nervous that I'd make him nervous he'd just be standing beside me yeah. you know I don't want any part of it and but that's just they expect that right? yeah and that's part of it man and and that's part of the fun it's, I mean, and it's part of the fun and you don't need that no dash, you know, no, nobody, I, I, I gotta lug the damn thing all the way back no, to the car. No one needs that, right? Yeah. However, it'd be pretty cool to have if you could get it for a certain, you know. Yeah, yeah, and you know, it's the same thing. So that that same weekend, I bought an old uh, instrument cluster out of probably like a '77 Ford pickup truck. Mm-hmm. Same type of deal, you know, backlight it and, and do something with it. But yeah, and that's the fun. Now, Amber, my, my wife, she'll whenever I. She, she just walks off. She didn't want to, kind of like you're yeah. talking about with Snake. Yeah. It just, she like, didn't want any part of it. She's like, just if you want it, buy it. Don't. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no. I'm like, and I'll keep tally of, you know, the stuff I've, you know, negotiating the money I've saved. Yes. I'm like, all right, see, that there, you know, there, I would have spent another 100 bucks or whatever this weekend that, it, that I put in my pocket. And, you know, he, like me, when I sell something, I'm not, you know, I'd say I'd like to sell it for this but I'll take this, you know, but yeah. I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to take until you, until you've, you know, you challenge me a little bit. Yeah. I mean, for sure. Now, I mean, you know, you're not going to have the same success, you know, if you're in the pavilions, you know, haggling over, uh, you know, some, uh, boutique dress or something that your wife's trying to buy. But that's why the back 40 to me is so much fun is because that's, mm-hmm. that's what those people are doing. Backlit dashboards. First time I've ever thought about it, but like that could be a thing. I mean, it's almost like an old jukebox. Yeah, but it's a, you know, something. To, so like, remember the old square body Chevrolets that was mm-hmm. a certain backlit. It looked a certain way. Yeah, like that's something from my childhood that I remember seeing in my dad's trucks. That would be a cool piece. Yeah, and me. you know, yeah. and you 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 insert it, and you know, a nice piece of wood staying at that type deal and put it up there and it looks cool i mean I've, there's one uh that i've got in the bar now it's out of like a 72 chevy and it's sitting below the record player and it's already backlit and you know i've got it propped in there and then kind of like where the steering wheel would go you know that little uh slot right there you know there's a a wine bottle sticking out you know like in place of the, the steering wheel you know it's just random stuff like that when you know people come in and like oh what? Why? Why do you have that? Yeah, a wine bottle would fit easily. Does it still have the the transmission or? No. So the 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 shifter itself that's that's not there. I guess that that was probably part of the the column or whatever. So, but yeah, it's it's just the the gauge cluster itself. Yeah. Well. The um, yeah. I mean, that'd be. I mean, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, but you know, that's you know. That's it's a good thing that uh, you know Amber's not here because then she would start naming off all the uh, the unfinished projects yeah. that I, I need to get to. So when when you buy something like that, are you ever considering? Is it only for Jeff Knotts, or is it is it? Do you ever consider like, man, one day I might sell this, I might do this, I might sell it. Uh, is it like a business thing, or is it more of a just a pleasure thing? It's right now it's more of a pleasure thing. So I mean that's something that, you know. I've thought about and talked about, uh, you know, with Amber's doing that. Like, I've got a bunch of uh, liquor bottles and stuff like that, you know, like good liquor bottles that I've saved. And I've got a couple that are in the bar that I've turned into lamps, you know, using copper, uh, just like house plumbing, copper plumbing. Mm-hmm. 
glue it together and then you know drop the lights down in it and, you know they, they look pretty cool sitting there and, and you know it's not i'm certainly not the only person that ever thought of it you can get on you know the internet and see other people that have done you know the same stuff but you know yeah it's cool and it's a hobby so i mean that's you know especially being here in canton with first monday you know right around it, you know it'd be interesting to you know try that on for size and see if if people would buy it you know scott perkins has the the pawn shop you know he's a picker you know he'll go estate sales first monday he's buying a lot of stuff from me and just you know he'll flip it and Mm -hmm. that's how he makes his living and he bets everything on like hey somebody will somebody will pay a hundred dollars for that but i'll buy it for 20 right and then and there's a show american picker there's a tv Mm -hmm. show about it but i don't know i think when i Sometimes when I make a purchase, I'm think. Sometimes I think about well. You know, they're like, well, why would you want to get the, the diesel truck or or whatever this, and it's like, well, I I'm gonna buy it for more money, but I can sell it for more money. Yes. And um. <coughs> yeah, I guess there's there's different type of personalities. There's somebody that's like, I'm gonna buy the cheapest thing I can get, like the economy version. Because I'm never gonna sell it, I'm always gonna just use it personally. And then you have the guy that always buys the premium, the King Ranch version, the platinum version, because he always think he thinks that if I spend more money, I'm gonna have a better product. Um, and then you have the guys that always like, well, give me the middle of the road, give mm-hmm. me the medium, what, whatever you have that's kind of the best for my money. Yep. It's got some bells and whistles, but it's not the it's not the rich thing, you know, yeah. like what kind of, I mean. For, for me, my thing has always been, it's got to have four-wheel drive. I mean, you know, I, it's, some people might point out that I, I probably hold on to cars longer than I should. I mean, heck, I still have my truck that I had in high school. But, you know, my, my mindset was always, you know, if you have an old, you know, truck or right. SUV or something like that, it's a lot cooler when it's four-wheel drive than if it's two-wheel drive. And people will pay the money for it. So that that that's always been, you know, my thought process. You know, same thing, you know, with a Camaro or a Mustang or something like that. You know, once it gets a little bit of age on it, you know, the number of guys looking for the V8 are going to be a lot higher than the number of guys looking for the V6. Yeah. So that's – I've never been worried about, you know, having all the, you know, leather or options and all that because to me it's just more to go wrong with it. But to me it's a drivetrain, you know, want to have the – whatever that better drivetrain is in that vehicle because in in my mind you can do something with it down the road you know it's like that jeep i mean a uh, like 98 grand cherokee is my mom's is two-wheel drive and cleans always loved that thing but i've always hated the fact that it was two-wheel drive and that's the one that i was telling you about that i'm you know got the donor vehicle and doing the conversion to put it into four-wheel drive because then to me anyway it's it's a lot cooler. Why why convert it and why not get scrap it and just buy one that's already four wheel drive? Well, the problem with those is on those Grand Cherokees like that is, I mean they're they're not worth very much money, and for that reason, um, man they they get turned into crawlers and mud buggies, and there's just not very many nice ones out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is it's really really nice, no rust, no anything like that. Uh, original paint and it just and it's also it's you know for me it's a little sentimental because it was uh the last thing that uh, my dad had bought my mom before he passed away and when she got 
her car after that. She didn't want to trade in, and so I bought it from her. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll keep it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, make it into make it into a four wheel drive. Yeah. Of course, you know that that project started with a lot of fire under it, but it's slowed down, and I haven't really touched it in about the last year. I need to. I need to slot that in and put some time on my schedule to get that thing done because it's not far from being done. What's the next step on it? What's, what do you have to do to, to keep going with it? Um, I got to uh, button up the rear end in it. The lift is on it. The front axle's in it. Um, then I got to drop the transfer case and transmission out of the donor and get that put in there. But all the bumpers and winches and lights and all that other stuff is done. Um, if I was really working on it. You're talking I, about button up the back end. What do you mean? I got to get the... Uh, I got to put uh, the wheel bearings in it and then get the um, axles put in it and then just, you know, put the cover on the rear end, get it topped out with fluid. Is it inside the garage? Yeah. Yeah, it's in the garage. So and I need to need to get that out of there and what's get that thing done. So what's the first step to take? First step is to, to get the, uh, the bearings in it and the axles uh, slid in it. And then from there, you know, I can just – reconnect the drive shaft to it um without the transfer case or anything in it because it's all you know still the tool drive stuff in there and it'll be mm-hmm. fine and then it's at least mobile where i can get it over to to mr baker's place where i can put it on his lift and uh, do the rest of it like baker's got a lift yes he has a lift what's this guy not have man you you name it you know, <laughs> it, yeah you know he bought that that bronco he's working on and uh what kind of bronco does he have um, it's a baby Bronco. Um, I can't remember what year it is. I don't know if it's a 75, 76, whatever, but he's, he's got it down to, I mean, the absolute frame right now. And then it's going back up with nice. it. Nice. So I'm trying How to. How cool is that? He's got a Bronco Raptor, a new one, which is incredible. Yeah. That thing's awesome. Um, but yeah, that. It's crazy how ex- how valuable those old Broncos are. Yeah. It's insane. You know, and was it. 10, 15 years ago, I mean, you know, you'd probably buy them all day long for, you know, 3500 bucks or something like that, and people would be happy to see it go out the driveway. <laughs> you know, I mean, now, no, you're not touching it. That's cool, man. But, yeah, no, it's, so, you know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, just finding the time to do it all. So you've, since, you know, your your whole adult life, you've worked in the car business, uh, commuted to Dallas. Yep. You were in Houston for a long time. Yeah, 10, 12 years, something like that. Too long. What was the best thing about Houston? Leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. But seriously, what, what was your favorite place in Houston? I, I don't know. I don't know anything about Houston. You know, I mean, really and truly, I was always so busy either with work or just around the house. We, we really didn't go out and do a whole lot. Um, you know, in the first couple of years I was there, I mean, you know, a big part of my job was going out with customers. So I, I didn't want to go out anywhere. I just wanted to, I was done. Um, but I will say this, there's a, there's a lot of good food down there. A lot of good restaurants. Um, well, as far as, well, give me a couple of restaurants, you know, and there's going to be people that, you know, are big foodies down in Houston probably be like, man, he's mentioning all the wrong things but like as they're far, not gonna listen to this this far, yeah it's, <laughs> so, somebody somewhere out there be like this guy's a jackass yeah. but as far as chain restaurants are concerned uh lupe tortilla 
probably has about the best beef fajitas. And that's a chain? Yeah, there's a couple of them down there. And, man, they are phenomenal. Lupe? Tortilla. Tortilla. Yeah, so and I, I found kind of a mock recipe, and I'll, I'll make them up at the house. And they're really close, but it's basically a marinade of it's a lot of lime juice, tequila, and salt, and garlic. Uh, and I think I put some beer and olive oil in there, but I mean, you, you cook it, you know, in the skillet and do all that and you, uh, let all the marinade reduce down where it coats it and man, it's, it's, it's pretty damn good. It's real good. Coats the, the steak. Yeah. Yeah. It coats the meat on the it. Fajita real meat. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And then green goes is, is real good. That's another chain place. Uh, just a lot of really good Mexican and now the, the different little taco shacks and stuff like that you know uh, food trucks uh i don't think you can go wrong with one of those down there but i couldn't even start to tell you the names and places of those but if you if you see one and you see a bunch of trucks lined up at it you, you better stop yeah. i don't think i've ever stopped at a taco truck that i didn't really like yeah yet. no it's, it's just it's not possible i don't think i love mexican food i love mexican beer i love margaritas i love tequila yeah and they got a great culture. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> I think, I don't know if I'm, if my, if, you know, I'm so scared to death to do Ancestry.com or 23 I've never touched that stuff, you know. I, I, I don't know I, if I'm Irish or German or what. Yeah, but, I don't need that kind of negativity in my life. I don't, I don't want to know what's going on there. I went to Ireland a few times. The food was terrible. Yeah. Uh, the beer, you know, the Guinness beer is good. I, I love that, but, you know, that's about it, man. Yeah, but and, and for me anyway, I mean, Guinness, <laughs> it, it's just, uh, I can only do a couple of those, and it gets, it's too heavy for me after that, so. I can do more than a couple. Yeah. I, I, I just, I love it. Um, good stuff, but, you know, I like a, mar- you know, I love a good margarita, and that, and of course I can't. love Modelo's, you know, it, I mean, it's just, it's a whole deal, but I really love fajitas and beans and rice or sour cream enchiladas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just just great man speaking of which did luna's ever open back up in uh will's point luna's yeah the the, the meat, meat market? market yeah i don't know I, I hardly ever go to will's point yeah yeah i'm sure it, i think it is yeah actually. right there on 80 uh is that some good that's, stuff that's man. where you got your fajitas your skirt steak or yeah well when uh we came out here and we're cooking them in uh that mm-hmm. uh Oh, whatever it was, uh, that disc or whatever. That was a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah some good time, good food. Went hog hunting. Yeah, yeah. AKA, you know, smoking cigs and, and re- drinking Keystone Lights. Yep. Thanks to Blake Campbell and Blake Baker. Yes, yes. It. Uh, I, I don't know. Did 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 we even have a rifle with us? Probably not. We probably had a blowgun. We were shooting darts at him at that point. Thing we probably didn't have. Right? I mean, we yeah, loaded. Yeah, yeah. It's pro- probably we a good had, thing. You know, Blake had his probably had his thermal. Mm. But the, you know, there wasn't a deer coming within four miles of us. Or sorry, not a deer, a hog at that point. <laughs> Between the noise and the cigarette smoke and <laughs> the uh, stories just being told. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah, the, the most deaf. Yeah. Anyway, they would have smelt or heard us. And they did. They probably when y'all pulled up, they probably heard you guys, and they were like, oh, "Let's get out of here." Yeah, yeah. This, this isn't a good night. Let's take a night off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and you moved back here. You bought bought my house. 
thankfully. Yeah, that was a kind of a that was kind of a downtime in the market. I remember I had that house listed for a long time. Um, had it listed with a realtor who never gave me any type of updates or anything, and like a year, and it and it didn't sell, and I took it off the market, and then we Airbnb'd it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, I remember you talking about uh, that. We lived in our motorhome for a while because it's the first time I. I actually bought a legitimate motorhome, and I was kind of scared I couldn't make the payments on it. So I was like, "Let's let's Airbnb." How somehow talked to Ashley and let's Airbnb our house. <laughs> let's live in this thing. And I had it behind because I had bought the place in Athens, and it was kind of stretched thin. And uh, long story short, I put it back on the market with a buddy of mine who eventually became my real estate broker for a while for the first year before I opened the brokerage with my dad. But uh, you guys bought it and moved in. And then you, you were working then in Dallas for a while. I guess you, you changed jobs. Yep. But now you are, you opened your own business, uh, come and detail it, which, you know, I haven't had a ton of cars detailed in my life, but what you did today was the best I mean, people are always asking on seemingly on social media, hey, does anybody know anybody that can detail? Well, you did a phenomenal job, and it was, and it's like, it's like a new truck. I appreciate it. You know, I just, you know, it's it's nice to be out of the commuting back and forth to Dallas every day. It's nice to be able to set your own schedule and <clears throat> just go out and do something that you enjoy doing and not have a bunch of headache and. You know, when I was making the change, like, you know, I've always detailed cars and done that stuff uh, and always thought the work was pretty good. And, you know, I've all, since we've been back, you know, you see everyone, you know, like you're saying, you know, who's detailing cars, who's doing mobile with this, mm -hmm. that, and the other. I'm like, eh, I've got all the equipment to do it with. Let's just give it a go, see how it goes. And, man, I've, I've been, uh, been booked um, a week or two out and, you know, just – every day and it's it's nice it's it's really nice that's great i mean it the worst thing you know when when i started crossfit it there were weeks where i was sitting in there waiting on somebody to come in yeah i, I had like two cuts i mean debbie beasley would do some personal training sessions with me so I, like i barely had i remember i made six hundred dollars revenue like brought in six hundred and uh, my rent was six hundred. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. so, so like, you know, like it, it's good that you're that you're busy and and it, you know, and it, it helps because I mean, you know, the it's not like I have a shop that I'm you know needing to rent or you know that yeah. type of overhead. I mean, it's uh, my truck and trailer and you know everything in it's you know there's no payments on any of it, so it's just you know generating what you can, just your chemical expenses and gas and time who's your ideal customer um really i mean ideally is you know and there's a couple folks that are uh getting on there are the ones that want to get on a schedule you know whether it's weekly or bi-weekly once a month or whatever and you know get in there and do a you know initial clean and then just be able to go out there and you know keep them fresh for them yeah um you know that's that's really really ideal um 
you know, the, the ideal customers, you know, someone that's, you know, maybe driving a, you know, Chevy Cruze or something instead of, you know, a Ford F-350 with, you know, a 10-inch <laughs> lift on it. But, uh, you know, those are a bit of a pain in the ass. But we are in Canton, so I don't I don't think I want to. There's more F-350s than Chevy Cruzes. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't I, – I have detailed – I don't even know that I've detailed a car. Yeah. <laughs> so what kind of packages – what do you offer? What's what are your price points, packages? You know, so I mean, price points hard because you know every car's different, right? And you know w- what it needs, and you know how how they've used it. So I mean, I've I've broken it down to basically charging by the hour, right? And try to look at one and figure out how long it's going to take. Now, whether it's the the Chevy Cruze or the Ford F three fifty, you know, a one that's not you know, doesn't need a lot of extra work. It's going to take me between three and five hours to do it. Um, so, you know, it's going to be between $120, $250, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and if I get out there and, you know, it needs a lot of extra stuff, to, it's going to take me more time on it, uh, polishing wheels or whatever, then, you know, we'll talk about that and, you know, let them know ahead of time and, and make sure it's something they want to do. But in that, you know, that's going to be uh, – getting all your hard surfaces on the interior, your windows inside and out, you know, blowing between the seats, spot cleaning the carpets, the leather, the cloth seats, whatever it is, the hand wash, wheel wells, door jams, uh, wheels, tires, you know, just all the things. I I don't use armor or, you know, stuff on the tires because if it's clean, it, in my opinion, it doesn't need and it just slings and collects dust. I mean, if somebody just really wants it, I guess I can, but I haven't put it on one yet. Yeah, and this Jeff did today on my vehicle. Uh, it wasn't like me going to the Gary's car wash and washing it off, using the brush, going to the vacuum and doing it up. Like he got in. I mean, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, it was like a the truck looks. It's a 2005 model, and we're in 2023, and I drive this truck and heavily abuse it and it looks like a new truck yeah no i appreciate it you know but you know and it's you know when you're doing the wash it's getting the you know the the small boar's head brushes and you know cleaning in around all the decals and emblems and the drip rails on the the windows you know just those little things that you're not going to catch just washing it and drying it off so i mean when when i say a wash it's it's a wash uh, I mean, hitting all all the things it's on a it. Deep clean. Yeah, yeah. R- real deep cleaned. So, uh, you know, and when it's when it's done, you know, it's it looks good. And also been doing some uh, ceramic coating, uh, getting into that. I had a few of those done, and they've turned out well. Uh, really enjoying doing that. So, you know, uh, hopefully that's something that will continue to to build and keep me busy as well. Okay. Well, man, I appreciate you talking to me. Is there no, man. anything else you want to say? No, I appreciate it. Just, uh, hey, if, if uh, anyone's listening, uh, uh, come in detail. It. Hit me up. I'll come to you. You can bring it to me, uh, w- whatever you want. Jeff Knotts, uh, 903-288-2003. Yes, yes, and I've had that phone number since 2002. So I, I, I didn't look at anything. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, I didn't look at any reference. I I know this guy's phone number from when we were kids. It's <laughs> crazy. Hey, by the way, Jerry's Pizza nine zero three five six seven four eight two one. 
or is that Dairy Palace? Did I mess that up? No, so Amber places that order. Okay. So, uh, yeah, and she, I guarantee you she has that one by memory, especially now that they have uh, breadsticks on the menu. Hold on. Jerry's Pizza has breadsticks? Yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty awesome. Oh, my gosh. I think Jerry's Pizza is 4821, but that could be Dairy Palace. I, I don't know. Um, Blake Campbell, his home on Murray Street, so now Alan Regina's house, 903-567-2002. Yeah, I think that is right, actually. Yeah, 2002, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my old room was 903-567-5151 that's why i get everything every yeah, i ain't gonna tell her that on, on the air <laughs> every combo is 5151 um, yeah no it, it's but you know now can't remember any numbers because it's all programmed in your dadgum phone you never look at it yeah how do you you know i'm trying to you know george we make him memorize like our phone numbers yeah i think he definitely knows mom's i'm not sure if he knows mine <laughs> But how do you remember phones any like phone numbers anymore? No, I mean, I, I mean, I think probably the only person I could call if my life depended on it right now would be my wife. I think that's the only number that I have memorized. It's mm-hmm. still actually a good number. Yeah, that's true. I've had a, I've had my cell phone number for a while. Mine's a two five four mo- number from Fort Hood because in two thousand and six, whenever two thousand seven, whenever we went to Fort Hood, I remember vividly. Ashley and I both got new the first iPhone. Uh, and I had a belt clip. Oh yeah, it's like a holster, man. You holster. <laughs> well, it wasn't the cool plastic one. It was the leather, like had the velcro on it. You couldn't even get on the internet. Like you couldn't no. even get on Safari with the first gen. And I still have hers. Like, if, and I, hopefully it's going to be worth something one day. Something more than twenty dollars. Yeah, uh, I'm sure it will be. I mean, it's yeah. worth more than the trade-in credit you would have got. I'm sure. Well, man, I enjoyed it. I, same here. I appreciate Thanks. it very much. And we'll do it again. Uh, I'm sure we missed a lot of things. Every time I do a podcast, I'm like, damn it, I should have asked him that, or, or I forgot to talk about this. But, oh, hey, you know, just uh, each time have me come out here and uh, detail something for you, and I'll, I'll drink some of your scotch, and we'll come in here and tell lies. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> Jeff Knott's come and detail it. Thanks so much. Thank you. See you next time. Bye.